Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Okay, very quickly, before we get into the meat of today's episode, I finished the Britney memoir, The Woman in Me. I have to suggest that even if you are not a Britney fan, I really think you should uh, get the audiobook. So um, Michelle Williams, the actress, she narrates it, and gosh, her voice is just incredible. Her inflections, you just really feel Britney's pain, and it's dark. Britney's memoir is very dark, but I think it really will help people understand maybe why she exhibits certain behavior. I'm not going to say too much more than that. If you follow me on TikTok, <laughs> you'll see I've been posting away. I'm Lauren Conlon for if you if you don't follow me. But yeah, you'll see a lot of a lot of clips from the book that I've posted that have really hit home with me as a mother. Anyway, I just wanted to say that. Everybody read it. So, okay, for this week, I have a very talented director, Asher K. Levin, who's directed the film Helen's Dead. So Helen's Dead looks really, really fun. I don't want to say it's scary. It's more of a comedy, but it has this like murder mystery thing going on. So Asher has actually directed a lot of slasher films. So this is like his thing. But this cast for Helen's Dead, it's pretty incredible. It's Emile Hirsch, Tyrese Gibson, Beth Dover from Orange is the New Black, just to name a few. And the film will be released November 3rd on demand in theaters. And I just can't wait to see it. It really, truly looks amazing. And I will say, I do feel bad for, you know, I felt bad for the director and the the writers in this and the producers, just because they're at a point where there's still a strike and the actors cannot help promote the movie. And, you know, Tyrese, he's got a big following. So does Emile Hirsch. And I'm sure it will be really helpful if they could do some interviews around it. So, yes, we're still uh, we're still in a period where the strike is very prevalent and actors, directors, are, they're having to deal with it. And, you know, this is an independent film, so it's not really fair to them. It's not like these big studios are making all this money from it. So anyway, I will get right down to my interview with Asher. He's very chatty, very lovely, and I think that you're going to enjoy it. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen 
for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Yeah. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, where are you located? Just curious. I'm in Studio City. Okay, that's nice. How's everything there? How's how's the mood outside? How's everyone feeling with, you with everything LA going on? Um, uh, I mean, hope, hopeful, I guess. Yeah. I'd love it if this was resolved uh, in the next week or two so my actors could actually promote this movie. Um, so I was thinking about this and how terrible I feel for so many filmmakers and actors because, you know, I'm going through a lot of uh, streaming content and I'm like, you know, that looks good, but I haven't seen it anywhere. And I'm kind of like, oh, this is our job now, right? To, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little complicated. I, you know, I just finished a small film that we got a waiver on that we, we filmed in September. Uh, it's a teen slasher. And it was great to have all of my actors, like whenever I post something now, you know, they all reposted and then. Okay. Well, that's good. You know, I was wondering the dynamic, like if you get a waiver and you're allowed to promote your movie and maybe some of your actors are allowed to do so as well. Yep. Does this, do you feel like you're not honoring SAG or do you feel like anyone's kind of giving you the side eye? How, how does that work? No, I mean, the whole point of you know, getting a waiver interim agreement is that you're agreeing to the terms that hopefully SAG is able to accomplish with AMPTP and the studios uh, that will follow suit with them as smaller studios. I think it's a good opportunity to remind everybody that independent film is a friend of crew and of actors uh, and gives a lot of writers some chance to, you know, get things under their belt. Amy, um, who is the writer of this script. Uh, I obviously helped out with some story stuff, but Amy's the writer of this script. She submitted her script on the blacklist, uh, which is a very popular, you know, screenplay resource uh, that producers and directors and writers use. Um, it was profiled uh, for a week as a top pick. I found it on there. Um, she was literally like working a day job, yeah. uh, and now she has a movie that's coming out in a week. So, you know, that's just an example of like, that doesn't really happen most of the time on a studio side of things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one good thing I would say to come out of the SAG stuff and is that, you know, it's kind of reminded people that, uh, there's not just a sort of big machine uh, of, of five companies. There's, there's plenty of other companies and downstream, you know, distributors who embrace, uh, independent cinema. Uh, this movie is definitely, uh, idiosyncratic. It's not a sort of stock genre film. Uh, and, um, and I don't think that this is the type of movie that would get greenlit at a studio, uh, unless I, I was able to get even sort of bigger, the next level of actors from what I got here, uh, to sign off on it. Yeah, I mean, and you've got great actors. I love Emilia Hirsch. I mean, I literally love Tyrese. Are you kidding me? I I grew Tyrese up watching. Yeah, and I'm like, these, these actors are pretty freaking amazing to me. Um, 
what's her name? Beth. Um, Dover. Yes. Thank you. Oh my God. I was obsessed with her on Orange is the New Black. I thought she was so funny. Oh, yeah. I-, I love her dryness. I love, so, you know, right. I, I think this movie is going to be completely amazing because it's obviously tis the season right now, right? It's October, but it's also funny. It's also a little silly. Um, And if you could just uh, go into detail, I would love that. Um, Yeah. Well, actually I'd love to throw it to you. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. All right. Um, So the movie is, you know, an absurdist mystery comedy. Um, So I guess, you know, there is a murder mystery in the middle of it, but it's really more of a sort of comedy of manners um, about, you know, people that we all kind of know and, and hate that are, you know, that we, that we see at dinner parties Um, and uh, you know, a kind of, millennial i guess a commentary on sort of millennial apathy um it's once again getting louder out here again I'm i think i can hear you fine don't worry yeah, yeah, yeah. i'll do one more move i'll do okay. one more move. i'm sure <laughs> okay. it'll be good this time yeah. all right okay all right final move final move okay so uh yeah i mean i think the, the biggest thing thankfully this is an audio interview mm-hmm. um the biggest thing is, uh, is you know, this movie is really about um, sort of like what would happen if you have a bunch of people that really just care about themselves um, at a party where there's a dead body. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things I think is is really funny in the essence of what what Amy had written initially was the idea of of everybody being more concerned about what you know people are going to think about them then concerned about what, you know, about the, the girl who's, who's lying dead on the ground, you know, they don't want to call the cops because they don't want people to think that it's them, you know, each person yeah. is blaming each other. And it is sort of a kind of deconstructed version of an Agatha Christie in, in many ways, because, um, you know, they, there is no detective. In fact, Tyrese's character ultimately becomes the closest surrogate, you know, to a detective there, even though he's actually a you know, a guy who's trying to rob the place. Um, yes. So, you know, yes. it, is, it is certainly silly for sure. Um, there's a couple of other incredible actors to mention here as well. Um, Dylan Galula, uh, who has been in a lot of independent films um, and uh, is a great young actor. Uh, she um, She's in a Nick Cage movie coming out as well soon. Um, they got a lot of buzz in Toronto. Uh, Oliver Cooper, who I've worked with a couple of times, who's probably most well known for being the lead in Project X. Um, and okay. then uh, he was also on Mindhunter, Red Oaks and plenty of other things. And uh, and then Brian Husky, uh, who is the sort is kind of like um, if you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. Like, I love him. He's in a lot of <laughs> yeah. movies. He's right. On all the time. And he's been in a ton of just a lot of he really elevates on the comedy side. Um, and then, you know, Annabelle Dexter Jones, who uh, is is most well known for playing Naomi on Succession. Mm. Uh, Kendall's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and then rounding the cast. Uh, Matilda, who plays Helen Matilda Lutz, is a, a foreign actress who I fell in love with after watching a, a, a film called Revenge, which is a sort of um, really screwed up revenge-o-matic film uh, from uh, Italy. Yeah, I think it's Okay. Italian. I mean, she's, yeah, she was beautiful. French. I think it's French and she's Italian. I can't really, okay. it's also like in French Morocco. It's very, comp- I don't really <laughs> know where it takes place, but it's awesome. And it was a, a very popular movie on Shudder for quite a while. And she's going to okay. be playing um, Red Sonia. 
okay. the relaunch. So she's she's killer. Well, um, yeah, I mean, just the aesthetic of the film. I mean, I loved and everything that you're saying, it sounds horrible, but I feel like oh, it's a little relatable. I know, you know, I'm in New York City and I just feel like I know a lot of people, unfortunately, that would probably think about themselves. Probably 100 you know, I, I mean, when I first read the script and, and we changed quite a bit, but when I first read the script, the first thing that, that kind of took me was, you know, I... I hang out, um, you know, just because of of where I am and my wife and, you know, sort of the the, the people that we hang around and we hang around a lot of people that are kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to plenty of dinner parties where, you know, there's folks who are um, probably would, you know, people in, in not in L.A. or New York would find really irritating and just. <laughs> <laughs> and I find it irritating and obnoxious as well. But you know, I think that the yeah. fun of, of this movie is is kind of really uh you know, it's a satire. So uh, I I I've seen like a lot of people have, you know, enjoyed watching um the Ruben Alstead movie last year, um, you know, uh because of similar reasons and mm-hmm. you know, and people obviously love watching uh, this type of stuff, you know, sort of eat the rich, you know, kind of persona thing. Yeah, and, like the menu. I don't know if you watched yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah. So it kind of has that. Aesthetic. You know, I tried to, I tried, I tried to make the the murder mystery part of it is really secondary to, you know, how does that situation bring out, you know, things that that the characters are dealing with, you know, and yeah. and I think that that's the most interesting thing about the film is really watching the scene work. Uh, there's a lot of funny stuff and we had a lot of fun making the movie. Well, I'm super excited. My husband, I showed him the trailer and he's like, Oh, wait for me, wait for me to see it. Um, so just let everyone know how they can watch it. Uh, yeah, it's in the select theaters across the country, uh, on November 3rd. Uh, and as well as it is going to be, um, on premium video on demand, I believe. So PVOD, the Apple, Amazon, Roku, et cetera. And then I'm sure it'll be streaming on one of the big ones like soon thereafter um yeah it's support independent cinema it's a you know it's a it's a unique movie it's not it's not a action movie and it's not like a straight up horror movie it's it's really a a, a, you know really kind of quirky comedy uh with a mystery and and a lot of gore yeah and Um, i think something that people should understand is you know you've mentioned this is not a studio motion picture but you do have good quality actors, great quality actors. Oh yeah. I mean, I always get lucky with that. You know, I, um, one of the, I, I, I know a lot of actors and I know I'm, I've been very fortunate in the last handful of years since I started, you know, really getting into independent cinema as a filmmaker, uh, as I build my career of always having really strong support when it comes to performance, uh, it helps to shoot fast, uh, when the actors Mm -hmm. are, you don't have to do a lot of takes of things and you can move on do different setups and, uh, and, and, you know, be more creative and the actors, uh, a lot of times are my collaborators and, you know, even, you know, a lot of the stuff in this movie had improv involved with it. Uh, we had a couple of cameras rolling at all times. I really shot it like a comedy. Um, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say you, they are clearly on board, most likely not for m- money, um, because again, it's not the studio yeah. shelling out money, but it's, it's you money. and it's, it's your like art and it's the script. Right. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, we had a lot of fun, you know, and we experimented quite a bit. Um, you know, I think it was a real, I come from mostly shooting sort of either young adult stuff or horror. Those are yeah. the two 
sort of main things that I that I shoot. And so this is, I wouldn't say it's like an aberration, but it's a little bit different. But I still yeah. think when you watch the movie, I've had a couple of people watch the movie, be like, oh, it's really funny horror comedy. I'm like, well, it's not really a horror movie. I mean, there's no monsters or special effects, but I guess when when the scenes do turn bloody, they're a little bit more sort of leaning towards that. And sometimes I pace things a little bit more like, like thrillers. So, you know, yeah. it does a little bit of both. I, you know, I'm 43 years old. Uh, I grew up in the nineties uh, watching, you know, all the great cinema uh, and filmmakers in the nineties. And there were plenty mm. of movies that I bet I sort of reached back into for this one that I remember watching, you know, in the mid nineties. Like what? Um, I'm nineties I'm too. <laughs> Uh, I think this movie is kind of similar to Very Bad Things. That's that's. Oh my one. god, I love that movie. That, it kind of has that vibe. I mean, it's definitely more female skewing than that film, yes. but it's got the same sort of everybody in a house blaming each other and and dead body stuff. Um, so good. You know, yes, love that. Uh, there's also, I'm, I'm, you know, there's some movies that are like early. Um, you know, no bomb back movies as far as on the conversation side, like kicking and screaming and, okay. um, you know, and uh, I think Mr. Jealousy was another one. I mean, some of these movies that are like really they were really like the Miramax early, early, early Miramax movies, um, you know, that that have like a vibe. You know, one of the things that people don't remember if you're not really, you know, if you didn't really grow up going to the, you know, the, the multiplexes in the in like the early mid 90s and as a teenager yeah. and like that you know everybody knows about the big stuff like the Wes Anderson movies and the Paul Thomas Anderson movies and Fincher stuff but like you know once you sort of go to the and Tarantino but then there's like Mm -hmm. other tier of films that are I'm not going to say forgotten but are just like not as like well-known like like for example I know my my wife has compared this movie it's very different but the vibe to like the sweetest thing um, oh, okay. I yeah, I know. I like that movie. <laughs> yeah, this movie definitely is like I made. It's like I wanted to make a movie for my my wife and for my sister. Aww. You know, what I mean, yeah. It's it's it does have some you know some blood and stuff, but it's really like the comedy really leans into a sort of style that is female leaning in a like a dark comedy on the female side, Heartbreaker. Yeah. All these kind of movies that mm-hmm. slightly campy, you know, uh, really yes. great comic actors all over the place you know everybody is good looking um <laughs> you know it's just like you know and, which these movies not always have you know yeah. and i and, and it never really gets too dark even when there's dark stuff happening you know mm, yeah um, yeah you know even when they're carrying bodies and you know fighting and stuff it, it, it all feels sort of like nothing really matters you know and, yeah. and i do think that there's a, a definite correlation between the atmosphere, especially now, there's all the horrible wars going on and the and, you know, and the strikes and everywhere. Yeah. Uh, everything. Right. Like there is a uh, I'm not saying exact, you know, connection, but very similar to like what, you know, when we grew up in the mid 90s, there was this real sense of like angst and apathy, you know, towards yeah. like the government and just like society in general. Yeah. That had a lot of like irony in 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 film and in television and had you know where people just kind of didn't care about anything a lot yeah. of the characters, i mean obviously you know the ultimate example being like seinfeld but like a lot of characters that just didn't you know have murder and and <laughs> cheating and, and it's all sort of thrown away and there's no big deal to it you know and yeah i think that we're sort of 
reverting back to that after several years of a lot of socially conscious stuff, which was great and valuable. I think that now that things are pretty shitty in the world, we're all sort of going like, I'd rather not talk about stuff that's actually happening. And I'd rather sort of talk about how like we, it would in a fantasy world, we'd like to just pretend that nothing's happening. And, you know, and I think that that's, you know, the humor comes from that. And it's and so right. I, I'm hoping that that's a nice trend. I mean, I, I know it's a one offshoot of having, you know, stuff that's tough that's dealing with in the world is that yeah. we all want to laugh a little bit more. Or we want to take things a little less seriously when we're watching something, you know, so that, mm-hmm. you know, escape a little bit. So absolutely. And yeah. just lastly, can you um, tease one of your favorite scenes without kind of giving anything away? Something that we can look forward to? Sure. Um, no pressure. Oof. I mean, my favorite scene in the movie would be would would be a big spoiler. Um, but there is a really fun scene in a garage with uh, Annabelle, who who um, who's uh, Naomi from Succession, Annabelle Dexter Jones, uh, and Beth, um, okay. which is which has a lot of elements of things that I like in it um you know some blood and some bad behavior and a lot of fighting and stuff and it's really awesome it's my favorite scene in the movie oh i'm so excited okay well now i can't wait um well thank you so much how can people find you if they want to follow you they want to follow your work your socials yeah Yeah, because i always have lots of stuff cooking i'm uh uh, well, I mean, you can just follow me on, on Twitter. Now I got to figure out what my handles are. Hold on. <laughs> making me really work here. Hold I on know, I know. Hold on. All right. You can follow me. At mine, it's just my name, Asher Levin, A-S-H-E-R-L-E-V-I-N. Mm-hmm. And then I think- Is that Twitter? Uh, that's, I think that might be on both. That's on okay. Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's, yeah, it's Asher Levin. Yeah, they're both Asher Levin. Easy. Yeah. Okay. At Asher Levin. That's so easy. Yeah. Well, Super Asher, congratulations. I have a very, a very not normal name. So I, I got all my handles. Right, right. No, so, that's great. Um, I, I, yeah, go watch the movie and, you know, and, you know, tell everybody how much you like it. Um, it was, it was, uh, you know, a definitely uh, a unique film and it needs to have word of mouth around it. So, yeah. You came to the right place. I have a large mouth. So, um, <laughs> well, right. thank you so much. Totally. It was great right. talking to you. Okay. Talk to you later, Lauren. Okay. Asher K. Levin from Helen's Dead. Great guy. Again, Helen's Dead will be out November 3rd uh, in theaters and on demand. So keep an eye out for that. And I think you're really going to enjoy it. So um, thanks for listening, guys. As always, I will be back next week with another episode of Lauren Interviews. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple.